Welcome to Season 2 of The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you address the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncy, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. In these practical five-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. This is the second in a series of episodes on questions we should ask to develop a winning strategy. Last time, we discussed the need to offer a superior solution to a specific problem, and the measure of superiority is whether our solution is 10 times better than any alternative. But we must also offer our solution at the moment and to the customers or supporters that will give us the greatest chance of success. Today, we'll discuss the timing question, whether now is the right time for our business or nonprofit. The answer has both external and internal aspects. In Episode 4 of Season 1, I emphasized that just because we've correctly identified a need doesn't mean there will be a demand for what we provide. In a survey of over 100 failed startups, No demand was cited almost 50% more often than the number two reason for failure. Perhaps more surprising is that the problem of demand holds even for nonprofits. In another survey, 70% of nonprofits reported program participation well below their expectations and capacity. This is the external aspect. It's a serious mistake to undertake a new initiative without asking whether there's sufficient current demand, or, failing that, whether we have the capacity to create sufficient demand. Businesses often seek to be the so-called first mover, the first organization to establish itself in a new market. But in Zero to One, Peter Thiel argues that it's often better to be the last innovator the last organization to introduce a solution that is clearly superior to others. It can often be better to allow other organizations to bear the expense of educating potential customers or supporters about an unfamiliar product or service. Apple waited until 2007 to release its first phone, by which time worldwide cell phone subscriptions had topped $3 billion, and cell phones were becoming standard in daily life. A decade earlier, the market for the iPhone would have been one-twentieth the size. Even five years earlier, it would have been one-third the size. New businesses tend to progress quickly, either to success or to failure. A company like Theranos, which lasted well over a decade before it collapsed, is sensational precisely because it's rare. For the most part, investors will stop providing support in the absence of reasonably prompt positive results. This points to the internal aspect of timing. We and our supporters must have realistic expectations of how long it will take for our solution to become effective and self-sustaining. This is a particular challenge for nonprofits. Social problems decades in the making can't be solved in just a few years. As Peter Drucker pointed out, what nonprofits produce, so to speak, is changed human beings. 
even when we understand in advance what steps we need to take, this knowledge usually doesn't allow us to go through the steps much faster. For the most part, it helps us only to avoid distractions and dead ends. This is no small thing, of course, but if we don't control our own impatience, or we fail to educate our supporters about what success will require, we make it very likely that we'll fall short of our goals. My suggestion for today is, ask what efforts your organization makes to judge the timing of new initiatives. Do you and your supporters or investors have a thoughtful understanding of how long it may take for a new initiative to achieve its goals? Many organizations, for-profit and non-profit, are tempted to serve as large a market of customers or beneficiaries as possible. This is almost always a mistake. Next time, we'll discuss the third question we should ask, the monopoly question. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend The Successful Strategist to one other person. And be sure you haven't missed any of the previous episodes. If you'd like to receive my twice-monthly newsletter, which includes show notes and a summary of important ideas about strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember, being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission-driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at ProsperaLLC.com. This is Mitchell Muncy. Talk to you next time.